Welcome to Blinkers Off with your hosts, Jared Welch and Aaron Halterman. What is up? I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. It is Thursday, November 30th, the last day of November, and this is Blinkers Off. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? Everybody, uh, hopefully you're not sick of seeing me so far. Uh, today, we've got one more to go, and it uh, should be a good show. Uh, pretty pretty good weekend of uh, racing uh, lined up, so it's going to be good. Yeah, what is this, show four for you today? Show four today, yes. Yeah. Are you, I mean, like, no, I, mean, I don't think many people want to see you that much in a no. day. No, no, I agree. Um, I did see you were on, uh, you know, Magic's out. So you were you did the Magic Mike show. You guys covered the late pick five at Aqueduct, which we're going to talk about. Uh, really a good chunk of that for the races in that late pick five sequence. So obviously, um, if you guys tuned in for that, you uh, have a little bit of sneak peek of what kind of what Halterman who he likes in these races. But um, yeah, you know the the card. You know, I, I, we were talking earlier. I hadn't looked at the card in depth as it, you know as I looked at it this tonight. I thought you know it's not. It's not a terrible card. Um, you know, there's some dice horses. I think that the Hollywood Derby at Del Mar, that's a good one um, as well. So, I, you know, the racing itself, from a three-year, well, soon-to-be three-year-old standpoint, it's not there yet. You know, we'll get to the Del, or the uh, Low South of Charity. That's next weekend. Of course, then the springboard comes, and then next, you know, next thing you know, it's the end of the year, and then, begin, you know, so they it, it really is the last kind of, in my opinion, one of the last weekends, um before like we really get you know because obviously low sal will have you know a baffert you know mm-hmm. kind of potential star in it i don't know what you know dornick is really what is he in in this race in, in the rims and but uh we'll find out i mean you just can't have your expectations too high this time of year i i think for what it is it drew pretty well uh, this card uh, overall at general at aqueduct and you know, look, I mean, it's a it's a year without a lot of stars to begin with. And then right after the Breeders' Cup, you're kind of going to get what you're going to get. Like, you're not going to get wide of Barrio in the Scar Miles. It's not going to happen. So, um, <laughs> you know, we're here with it. It's it's pretty good. I I, I really like um, two or three of these races. So, yeah, like when we get into it, we'll start talking about more of what I like and what I don't. But uh, it's, it's definitely, um, I thought Thanksgiving weekend was pretty good for racing. And then I think this weekend is going to be pretty good as well. Side note, who, you know, as we get into the end of the year here and into the beginning of next year, like who, who's going to go to the, who's running in the Pegasus at this point? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't remember a year that I mean, I'm probably, you know, forgetting, but like where it's just like, I don't even know one horse that I'd be interested in in that race. I guess like a national treasure would be one. That's the only one I could think of too. That, because I, a lot, yeah, because a lot of them, like um, you know, Derma Sotagate and uh, uh, Wide Barrio, uh, you know, you go on for the couple others. They're they're going to do like the Saudi uh, uh, race, uh, Saudi Cup, and then the Dubai World Cup. And it kind of leaves the Pegasus sitting there a little bit, like I don't really know. Uh, Mage was going to run it, and he retired, and so I I think. Yeah, like a national treasure type. Maybe I don't know what like I don't know what they're doing with Arabian Night. Maybe he's going to Saudi. I'm not quite sure, but he would be one. But yeah, I mean it's it's not much. I know that. No matter what, it's not much. You know, I mean no. you can like if you scrape it and you're like, yeah, that still kind of sucks. Um, I get like I don't know, like first mission. You know, is that? I mean, I get that he lost yesterday or last weekend, but I mean, he didn't run terrible. Maybe that's a horse that 
could show up there. Um, I would think so. Trademark, the horse that beat him, I think would be there. Um, yeah, I think first mission, that would make a ton of sense for, I, I don't think that's one they would send overseas. They would probably say, okay, we'll, we'll take a shot with him here at Gulfstream and the Pegasus. I think that would make a lot of sense for him. Um, probably like a, uh, you know, like peak will probably, you know, smile happy or rattle and roll or someone like that. Maybe, yeah. um, charge it. You would, I could see a horse like charge it running into that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, Right future, maybe. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of some of those pletchers that aren't very good. Um, I could see like uh whoever runs well in the cigar mile going. Like I senior Buscador. I could I could yeah, see them yeah. taking him there. Yeah. I, I think the moral of the story is is it's not it's not awesome. No. I mean you gotta th- I mean, I think Bafford is sure as shit gonna try to go in and steal that thing with somebody, whether who that is. I mean, National Treasure, you know, Shoddy asked me. The other day, asked about it, and I said, "I think National Treasure would be the only Baffert horse that, like, I could think of that make maybe would fit," which tells you an awful lot because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if, like, um, you know, he's got like a jazzy going to the Malibu. I wonder if he was to run really well if they try to stretch him out. You know, um, yeah, that's true. Malibu could answer some things, I guess. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying that's going to happen. Just saying that maybe, maybe some of these races that really the first four or five years of the Pegasus, these weren't real important. Maybe they're going to be now, you know, because let's face it, the first four or five years, he had the who's who of racing running in that thing. And oh yeah, a, a horse like Hajazi was never going to go there and get beat <laughs> by Gunrunner, you know? So, and I think it, I think that it opens the door to the bigger, the bigger picture, which I mean, yeah, you have wide barrio, but it just feels once again, we have these older horse division that's just, you're kind of wondering, scratching your head, you know, maybe some of these three-year-olds, uh, but like you kind of said, like a lot of them are retiring or, um, just, uh, it's hard to kind of get on board with any of these, with these, uh, well, I guess soon to be older horses. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it seems like the ones you want to get on board with, like you said, have retired and it wasn't a real deep crop anyway. And then you just kind of look, and you're like, Oh boy, there's just not much there, but yeah, I mean, you got to hope that some of those Bafferts that kind of weren't great and now they kind of are rounding back into form or they're getting healthy or wh- however you want to phrase that, you know. Um, Who knows? It, it, listen, we really need this crop to be pretty good. This upcoming crop that's now two-year-old, going to be three-year-old on January 1st. They need to be good because let's face it, I, I don't think we're going to get a lot of help from that crop above them. So we need we need these horses to be good this year. Yeah, and I would argue that even from more, you know, other, for more reasons as well, like just because it's it, this year was rough, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways, and it'd be nice to have a year that had some good racing and uh, a good three-year-old racing and a solid Kentucky Derby. You know, I with the uh, with the retirement of um, of Mage, and then of course Rich Strike. Who knows what you know what if he you know i mean he might it's almost like one of those guys that just like just retire already please like the horse just why are you why are you holding that hope i don't know at this point but i kind of i tweeted out you know about kind of the what we've seen from this kentucky derby over the recent years and you know mage rich strike uh medina spirit obviously you know medina spirit mandaloon though that's that's your horses you know authentic did win the classic but that was a late 
Kentucky Derby that year in 2020, and then Country House never ran again. The past five years, dude, have not been a solid showing for the most part. Uh, certainly not the last two years uh, of what we've had in the Kentucky Derby. Like we, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's faltering. If we need to, if it's been a lack of, of, of horses, like good horses, you know, cause really the only times you've had like in, in recent history where you've had like good horses, not only win the Kentucky Derby, but go on and do things. It's when they're trained by a, a guy named Bob Baffert. Yeah. I, I think, Part of it is we've had some really weird winners. For sure. You know, like, I'm not going to overreact to it. It's like Rich Strike won the Derby, right? Like, what if Epicenter, who I think was the best horse in that crop, what if he would have won the Derby? Well, then you wouldn't be saying that, you know, but Rich Strike, fuck it, somehow he won it, you know? And honestly, I'm not even like not I like I, I almost picked Mage. Samich did pick Mage. I'm not saying he was a he was a hard to get to or he was so lucky if he cashed. Like he made sense, but at the same time, Mage had won one race before the Derby, and it, like you said, he never won again. It's not like he was some kind of star. Now he ran like a star that day, and I think everybody's a little surprised he didn't win again. I, I think people thought he was going to be decent after that, but still, he wasn't like some kind of great horse coming into that race, you know? No. And I think that's, that's a lot of it. You've got the, you know, the Mandaloon Medina spirit thing was weird. 2020, you could barely count. And then, you know, you had another weird thing happen in 2019 where, yeah, country house was the winner, but he, he wasn't really, you know, if they don't disqualify maximum security, well, he won a lot after that Derby. So I think it's just been, Bad luck, bad circumstances, weird things happening more than the Derby sucks, you know? <laughs> I mean, it, it weird things happening to, to sum up the last two years is, is an understatement. I mean, anytime you yeah. have a horse like Rich Strike and um, and then, you know, even like last year, like you mentioned, I mean, it's like, like Mage made it weird just because that class was such a weird class in a sense that, you yeah. it's hard to really lock in on anybody. Um and then on top of that, it was, uh, you know, you, you had like, you had Forte who scratched and, and, and so it's just, there was a lot of just, you know, kind of like, blah, it felt like it was a blah situation last year going into the Derby. Yeah. I mean, you think about, he had to run the race of his absolute life, which he did. He had to get a, a hot pace, which he did, but then you look at it and it's like, okay, the horse that he couldn't beat a couple times down in Florida gets hurt and scratches the week of the race practical move after we kind of, of course <laughs> we never got to see him again, unfortunately, uh, you know, for the breeders cup, but you saw that race back from him. You see the race leading up to it. It's like practical move gets hurt or, or, get, or has a fever or whatever. Or he would have maybe yeah. won it. So Mage got all the breaks and then took advantage of those breaks. You know, it's, it's always twofold, right? You, you, yeah. You get a lot of breaks, but you still got to go out there and win. And he was able to do it, but yeah, a lot happened. And, and look, you can sit here and try to explain the rich strike thing for the rest of your life. And you're never going to explain it. I mean, it was just one of those things, <laughs> you, you know, you, you, again, you look at it, if Epicenter's the winner of that Derby, then that's a good producer. Right. But it's rich strike. And it's like, well, where exactly do you think Rich Strike's going to win a race after, right? I mean, look at him before that race. <laughs> what do you think he's going to do? You know, I mean, I would argue at this point that he is a, and obviously the odds would dictate that, 
but he was he's a much bigger surprise and blip than mind that bird was you know i I actually did a video on it and i don't think it's even close it i don't think we'll ever get a bigger surprise than rich strike ever ever i don't know how you do i mean because at the very least and i get that like he faltered big time after that but for that triple crown window you know mind that bird was unbelievable and rich strike literally showed up one day and did that and then really never ran another, you know, I guess he, you know, he damn near one uh, a little bit later, but he still was just, and then just couldn't stay healthy. He hasn't been able to stay healthy and stay on the track. Like he's just, it's been literally a, a blip on the radar in yep. terms of racing history. Yep. Yeah. So. You think, you think about buying that bird, if not for a freak Philly, he wins the, the Preakness and, if if not for a kind of a weird ride, he may have, I don't know if he would have won the Belmont, but it would have been close. So, you know, yeah, exactly. And you look at Rich Strike, it's like he was nowhere to be found in the Belmont. He he ran okay in the Travers, you know, it wasn't awful. Like I said, he did almost, you know, win again at Churchill, but then he had a great shot in the Clark and didn't show up. I mean, it's just like, he just was kind of a mess. Well, speaking of the Kentucky Derby and speaking of, uh, um, <laughs> the craziness of, of last right. year. We are approaching here in a couple of weeks, the fantasy, um, the fantasy league starting back up for the 2024 uh, triple crown. And uh, you know, it, of course, uh, thank goodness. I don't have to do this, but you do. <laughs> and you're there. Our, our, our very loyal Dick Tater. Mm-hmm. And I want to turn it over to you because I, I got a text from uh, you this afternoon and said, Hey, got some big news. Big news in the uh, in the fantasy league. You got we got to talk about it tonight on on Bleers Off. So, I'm kind of in the dark with you guys. Uh, so let's let let us know what's going on here. Well, there's the the big news is we're expanding. Uh, we we are expanding. We have 11 teams now in the league. There is a new team in the league. I'm going to announce uh, tonight. Before I do that, we also have a kind of a change uh, to one team. So, it uh, out here are the deal. Shoddy and Davy, Jared, which this guy right over here, John and Ryan magic Mike show and myself, those five teams stay exactly the same. They're the five teams that have actually won the league. Those are kind of the legacy teams. They stay the same. Other teams will say the same Geist will, will be the same Paul Kelby and Steve, that combo got second last year. They're back again. And Vinny blonde from real dynasty. And really from racing You see Vinny on racing dudes all the time. He is in the league. These are the two changes. Dan needs a new partner. Michael Myers no longer in horse racing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I, so wonder where, Ch- I wonder where he went. Okay. I, I, he, I, I, I messaged him, emailed him today. said, Hey, you want to play? Email me back. He's like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm out. Like I don't do horse racing anymore. I really appreciate it. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, one okay. Michael has been replaced by another. Michael Austin will be Dan's new partner. <laughs> so Dan and Michael Austin, they are the 10th team. Thoughts wow. on that one? What a combo. What a, you know, you, you, you probably don't even deserve a lot of praise in the, throughout the year in the league. But this one, my friend, to pair this group up is like, I, I don't expect much from them, but I expect a lot. Let's if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I did it for the content. I think it's going to be amazing. These two working together could break the internet if we publicly like show what they're doing. So, uh, 
Well, here's the problem. Well, not for us, but for them is that, you know, we always, we know how Dan is and we love Dan, but Dan is not afraid to take swings and he takes like, he'll pick the most random horse that is like third choice in a field of five that is trained by, I mean, let's be realistic, a trainer that's like never going to win the Kentucky Derby. Right. And you're like, right. why are you? And and they always have this fight. Well, I don't, I, I kind of see the new Michael being a little bit of like allowing, like, cause he kind of is that way too, a little bit where he's going to take swings and be aggressive in it. And I just know I, it feels like this could be a all or nothing type of a, a team. It's going to be interesting to see how these two work. Yeah, for sure. Michael is beyond excited to be in it. So that's good. And uh, yeah, I think Dan, I, I haven't informed Dan of the new partner yet, but, uh, <laughs> but I will soon. Uh, so. Don't worry. He'll be in no matter what. So. so yeah. So welcome, Michael, to the league. I think it's going to be fun. But the big news is we have a brand new team. The league is expanding uh, to the 11th team. And this is, you know what? It's It's really, it's a big day for the league, a big day for the sport. And really for humanity, I think this is this is big, Jared. So uh, it, it, my heart is full with this announcement. Um, Let me just I, say, I, before you announce it, if uh-huh. it's not the person that I – is it if it's not – if this person is not included, whether it be a her or by herself or someone else, then I'm going to be a very – like we're going to get some heat for this if it's not. Well, again, my heart is very full. Uh, I, I'm truly blessed to make this annou- announcement. Dr. Miranda and Dr. Tang will be teaming up for the 11th team. Um, I, I, I had negotiations all morning with both parties trying to make this happen. We signed long-term <laughs> deals. Very, very pleased to announce it. Team doctor, the double D's, Dr. Miranda and Dr. Tang. <laughs> Two equally established doctors will be teaming up <laughs> together. To take down the league. I love it. I mean, uh, do, now, is this another situation that neither one of them know about this situation? Or are they are they both in on who their teammates are? No, they're both in. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, Dr. Miranda was, hey, am I going to play? I said, yes. I, I'm negotiating with a team member, Dr. Tang. Uh, reached out to him. He said it would be an honor and a privilege to, <laughs> to A, be in the league. And he's overwhelmed with joy that Dr. Miranda will be the partner. So team double D's, the doctors are in the house. My new favorite team, by the way, including myself included, like my new favorite team is the double D's. It's a great day for, for, for all mankind today. (laughs) I mean, this is great. So anyway, that's the 11th team. I I do have a question though. I, you know, as, as a commissioner of, of our fantasy football league, which we both are, you know, you know, you were in the championship two years in a row. We were in the championship together last year. Right. We both are awful this year, but that's beside the point. It's it's weird to have an odd team, an odd number of teams in the leagues. Like, was there any consideration of you know whether adding both doctors separately, or possibly you know you know letting Dan as his member is retired or whatever, and just adding Michael Austin as it's you know on his own. Thought about it. Um, was worried about um, both of those guys being on their own, thought they needed each other <laughs> to, to help them through the fair, tough times. Um, yeah. I think the big difference is like with fantasy football, it's a matchup uh, and you can't have 11 teams, obviously horse racing. It doesn't really matter. You know, no, it's, you, could, yeah. you, you could have an odd number of teams. I did try to negotiate a 12th team 
and was actually turned down. Ooh, are you able to spill it on who it was? Yeah. Dennis trustee. I, I reached out to him. I said, Hey, do you have any interest? You know? And, uh, he turned me down. So I, you know, I, at that point I thought, well, we'll stop the negotiations and, and we'll just keep, keep it to 11. Wow. Really? I mean, did he give a reason? I was stunned. Uh, let's see what, what he said here. Um, Congratulations, Dennis, on being the first person ever to be invited into this league and to say no. So he asked, he kind of just summary, he asked about the details, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, draft's going to be the 20th. He's like, uh, I, I'll get back to you. Let me see what I'm doing. I said, you've got five minutes. Like, it's a yes or a no. This is not a, like you got to say right now. And he basically was just like, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't follow the two-year-olds. Like, you know, the, he, he, like when they enter, obviously he, he knows them, but he doesn't like follow the up and comers. So I, you know, I thought, okay, well, wow. Yeah. yeah. That did, I like, did not expect that. If I, this would be the guy I'd be like, I think he'd be jumping up and down getting that news that he's invited to the league. And, um, yeah, I mean, gosh, we don't even have the punishment anymore. I mean, it's just, I, I thought it'd just be an open, inv- you know, it's like, it's fun. And you, the, like, Dennis, you, you, you sell picks and you cover racing. I see you're on, you're doing every day. I, I don't know what to say. I was just like, okay. I, I almost didn't even text him and just added him thinking, well, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought, yeah, I, I guess, I guess I'll ask him and make sure. And, I'm glad I did. So hey, we're we're at eleven. That's that's the moral of the story. <laughs> so, hey, it, it, it's a one invite league, Dennis. One yeah, that will yes, that's true. Ask ask Ricky Pasternak. He turned it down once, and uh, <laughs> he never got invited back. And neither will Dennis. <laughs> and he got he got he got disbanded from the the team basically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't our choice. He doesn't even work here anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See what happens, Dennis. You gone. You no know, no more comments are getting posted. Yeah, on, on the nope. uh, on any of our podcasts moving forward, he's gone already. Look, you yep. know he's done. Um, all right, well that's good. Uh, uh, by the way, did we? Because I do need to know. Uh, is there a date yet? Do you, can the people can expect a date of when we're going to conduct the uh, the iconic draft? Yep. So next week we will draw the positions for okay. the draft. Oh, you know boy. what what positions people will draft in. And then the next week we'll take off because it's springboard mile week. And then hope I'm thinking around like either Wednesday, December 20th or Thursday, December 21st, right around in there. Ooh, a little Christmas present when I get to, you know, I'm no doubt get like the eighth pick or something and get some horse that I probably haven't even heard of right now. So, so it, it to Curtis's point. So here's what I think I'm going to do. You tell me if you like this idea or not. The the team who finishes dead last doesn't get to play next year, and we get a new team to replace them. And every year, the team that finishes last is out of the league, and a new team can come in. Because the problem is, like, I would love to invite a ton of people, but there's not enough horses to go around. So I've thought about that idea as well. Yeah, I don't. Is that including, like, <laughs> you and me? I mean, we. It- we could make a rule where if you have won the league in the past, you cannot get kicked out. Yeah. You're a legacy. After you win the league, right. you're a legacy team. Yeah. yeah. So there, I think that's, I mean, not that I would, uh, you know, you or I, I mean, I think you, we do a good enough job to stay out of last, but yeah, I don't necessarily think that's a bet. Cause I've always been a proponent 
obviously you know this as uh, there needs to be some sort of punishment involved in in this league you know because I, I get that I, I I understand the not doing what we used to do because I mean that mm-hmm. I about made Dan I about made Dan pull a, a Dennis and and, right. and Ricky and, and quit yes. um, but there you, there needs to be some sort of like where you get when you get late into the season or late you know into the triple crown and a lot of that now it's just like you just scramble right you just go you 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 throw as much as you can just to try to you know whatever but you might get a little little timid if you're like hey i, I need to stay out of last year because i want to be back next year yep that can make it a little more especially for some of these teams that haven't won it who are very passionate about it yep kind of make it a little more you know a little a little more skin in the game yeah no i totally agree and you know, and honestly and this is no lie like like curtis manlow and uh you know rodney uh rob jl you know those guys that are here a lot and gals that are here a lot um I thought about you guys, but it's like, man, you just can't, I can't get like 15 teams. And then we were drafting horses that haven't even started, blah, blah, blah. Even though we do that some anyway, but it's just like, that could be a way to filter people in and out. You, you, if you finish last, Hey, you're out and and you, two new people or however many can, can earn their shot now, you know? So we may do that going forward. Yeah. It's tough to, I mean, it's really tough uh, to, I mean, uh, 10 teams, but, you know, you add in, you know, another team that's, you know, more horses that are gone. And, and uh, I mean, just be very clear and we'll, and we'll, you know, end it here, but this is such a good, I, I tell us every year, but it's such a, such a good group of, and I'm not saying like, we're all like, I mean, yeah, we, some of us are, but like, like these high, you know, higher end experts, but the big thing it, it what we, it, what we are is we're a group of people that, are super involved and have done the research right. and know about the horses. And so what you're getting is that, well, now 55 horses, the top 55 horses that you either do or don't know about that are all from different minds, you know, that yeah. have created this great top 50 list, top 55 list. Um, and it's a, just a really good way to, at the very least, get introduced to some of these horses as we head into the three-year-old season. Correct. And I think most people realize it, but you always have one or two every year that, why do we care about this crap? And it's like, you you don't really understand. All it is, is a more fun way to talk about 55 Kentucky Derby prospects. Yeah. Instead of Jared and I going down a list each week of, well, here's one and here's two. Yeah. It's a creative way. It's a way to have fun. And every week, you get an update on 55 of the top derby contenders on the website. I mean, so I'm not saying you should care about who's winning the league, but you might want to pay attention when we update every week, 55 horses that are pointing for towards the Kentucky Derby, or at least trying to get there. So that's, that's kind of the point of it. Yeah. And you might like, if someone like make this makes a crazy claim or there's a nine way shake for a horse or whatever it is, instead of, I mean, like, oh, this is stupid, and whatever these guys are morons. Like, maybe just uh, let's let's think about the the bigger reason that you know, it's like, oh, I need to know about that horse. That's an interesting horse. I'm gonna write that horse, and you know, I'm gonna put that horse in my stable or whatever. Um, I mean, we all do that. Even whenever you see a claim by John or whatever, you know, you're like, oh shit, like I need to yeah. keep this horse. Or when you know, anyone John uh, uh, drafts, you're like, okay, <laughs> okay, shit. 
Um, I, I didn't know about that one or whatever it is. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely, if you guys stay tuned. Next week will be fun to watch. My, definitely myself get a terrible draft pick. But um, it, it's always uh, it's a it's a fun time of the year for us. And that, yeah, like you said, it's we're, you know we're getting geared up. Uh, it's two year olds about to turn three and, and headed into that. And it gives us a. I mean, like you said, we 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 know about these horses from well, we already know about them, but we get to follow them the whole year. Um, and it's just a really fun way to, you know, kind of keep people involved. And and I've loved that aspect just from getting people like Shoddy and and uh now Michael and all these guys that are into it. Like I, I just love opening that door for these people that because you start to learn about a shit ton more than you did just by because you're following it you know and you care so hey yeah magic 11 teams is effing dumb <laughs> welcome back i do have wi-fi too i, so we're I got an idea i got an idea for magic are you ready i'm ready yeah let's enforce the last last place gets kicked out already because they got they got last last year then you, can, <laughs> you and 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 uh, Samich can now quit. we have 10 teams <laughs> right you and Samich can quit and then we'll go back to 10 and it'll be great. I don't see any issues with that. Or you could quit being an idiot and just play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have to be the first team in uh in the uh Oops. in the uh I don't know what era, this era. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh to get last or get win and get last in the same that's that's pretty special. It is. There's well, they're two very special people. That's true. <laughs> Hey, uh, I, this I, I figured you would officially quit, Doctor Miranda, just like our friend Michael, if uh, you did not get invited this year. So I'm glad to see that your all your annoying persistence has paid off. Is that all? All no, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Cheers to Doc. Uh, you know, like I said, two two of the brightest minds, not only in racing but in the world, uh, teaming up. So can't wait. Well, like I said earlier, Doctor Miranda, it, two. Two equally important doctors on the same team is just something right. that, you know, has been unmatched in this league so far. So it's great. It's great to see. Yep. Um, yep. All right, guys, let's get into uh, today's show. We're going to preview and get picks for Saturday's Rims and Stakes at Aqueduct. It is a prep race for the 2024 Kentucky Derby. And then we're getting for some rapid fire selections for the, some of Saturday's remaining stakes, uh, greatest stakes races, including the $500,000 cigar mile. Let's go. Is your is your guy CD? Is he the best? Is he the best wide receiver in the league? He might be. Maybe he he's maybe not the best, but he's top five. I mean, oh, he's top five. Yeah, he, he's a star, and everybody knew it that watched him. I mean, he was different from everybody else. <laughs> yeah, you what? I mean, I know, I know, I you obviously knew it, but whenever I saw when he that last you know his senior year or whatever and he's like oh yeah this guy's gonna be a a star in the nfl you know no. there's no no question he, yeah he he did things at oklahoma that they just yeah i mean they haven't had or they probably won't have again <laughs> and they've had good wide receiver like that's the thing we've had good wide receivers and then he came along and it's like okay we really haven't had elite wide receivers <laughs> Right. Yeah. You, I mean, it's, you watch enough where you, you like, okay, that's a good wide receiver. And that is yeah. a guy playing on Sundays, you know, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, all right. 
yeah, Justin Jefferson went healthy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's oh, I, he's sure. top. I say top three. I Jefferson, Justin Jefferson went healthy, obviously. Um, I mean, maybe I mean Tyreek. I put Tyreek. Yeah. CD, um, Devonte Adams. And I'm, who am I? I'm leaving off one guy. Uh, well, you know, Chase. He's, I, I mean, he's probably the top five, but he's had a AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah, I still think he's top five, but that's. It's, I mean, that's. A, I'd say that's my. I'd put AJ. I mean, he's having a hell of a year. I want to. I want to show people something. Hold on, because this was crazy. Uh, talk about CD Lamb in college. Let me pull this up. Oh, you're sharing something. I don't know. I don't want to hijack this, but what is this? Do it. Since we're on the subject, this is the coolest picture maybe ever. All right, here. So this is <laughs> this is CD Lamb. He's on the 25 yard line. This is not Photoshop. So there's five Texas players around him. This was his senior year. CD Lamb scored on this play. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that like on the thirty or thirty five or so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's and this was the the go ahead touchdown. This I don't know if this was yeah no this was the one that won the game. They're they're coming my way because I'm in the end zone. I'm sitting in the end zone, and th- this is a real thing. There were five guys around him, and he scored on that play. <laughs> and and we were just kind of like that is that is unfreaking believable. I, you were talking about his that senior year in college. I thought there's one play that defines it. I think he had like he may have had like 180, 200 yards in that game. So anyway, I just wanted to show that. <laughs> I mean, that's like that, that uh, was it last week or two weeks ago when, when Tyree caught that against, I think it was like the Raiders maybe. And it's like, you, they, they kind of froze it. And there's like three or four guys right there. And he scores on it. You know, just some of these guys are just <laughs> different. I know. Okay. It, it's, it, Tyreek is, is truly special. I know you don't want to hear that, but he, he can do no. some just insane things. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't. I mean, listen, we're and actually, you might think this is funny, but like, obviously, you know, Cohen has gotten to be. He's. So, I mean, I love it, but he's so into sports now, or I should say, the NFL now. And it's not just the Chiefs. I mean, he obviously is a huge Chiefs fan, but like, he's starting to like ask, like, oh, you know, Juju Smith Schuster, he plays on um, the Patriots now, and and it's like. Tyreek, he's on the Dolphins, and he'll so he's playing Madden, and he picks these other teams now to be away from the Chiefs, and he'll because he like he loves Tyreek, you know, and so yeah. we're still rooting for Tyreek if you ask him. So um, we're not against Tyreek. Obviously, it makes okay. us sick to see him gone, especially this year with the Chiefs clearly needing a wide receiver, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's just he is he's he's different, like his speed different. It's just different, yeah. Yep. And they're off in the Remsen. Saturday, let's go to Aqueduct for race nine. This is the uh, grade two Remsen Stakes. We're 250K going a mile and eighth uh, for two-year-olds on the main track there at Aqueduct. And it is a Kentucky Derby prep race, 10-5-3-2-1 for your top five finishers. Uh, Field of 10 lines up in here as well. Dornick is your three, uh, five to two. Uh, morning line favorite, your three horse, nine to two on Moonlight. Todd Pletcher, you know, I don't know. Like this, I, I don't know what to think. Like I, I still, this is a a field in my opinion that has some potential. 
I'll play, I'll say that very weirdly and slowly that I, it just, it, there might be some there. And even with the three, five, the two favorite, it, you don't quite know what we have yet. Agree. Totally agree. I went five deep in this race. If you watch the magic Mike show, and I, I just think it's, it's completely wide open. I, I a thousand percent agree with what you said. I wouldn't be shocked at the end of the day, Saturday, we go, you know what X, whoever won this race, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. I also wouldn't be shocked if we go, you know what? That was a, that wasn't great. Uh, look, I put number three door knock on top. I just felt like this horse really put it together last time out. I was there at Saratoga, uh, for his, for his first uh, race, his debut race. And, you know, I, I thought he ran. Okay. He kind of got, I don't think a bad trip, but just kind of was inside horses first time out. He didn't seem just real comfortable. Went to Monmouth next. I thought he ran really well, but got beat in a stakes race as a maiden by noted who maybe had just been a little bit further advanced uh, than he was at the time. You watch the Keeneland race and I know he was two to five and he's supposed to win like that. His stretch run. He really looked like he kind of have the light bulb came on a little bit. He'd kind of put it all together. So I really like door knock a lot, the three horse. And I like eight, uh, number eight. Where's Chris a, a lot as well. This horse, another one looked like he really put it together last time out when in the local prep, uh, the Nashua for this. So uh, three, eight were the kind of the, the two that I had on top. Um, yeah, you know, you certainly saw something different there that with that last race with Dornick and, and, you know, um, it was just interesting, right? Because I feel like he just, that was his, he broke his maiden that day. That was it. But he also won by six. He'd face some tough horses. You know, I, you know, I was with you staying right next to you when, um, when, and he won that race or lost that race at Saratoga and you're just like, dang, you know, and, um, oh no, is that the, no, that, I'm sorry. That was a different uh, horse. I was, yeah. I remember where I was at. I was watching it with my boys at the pool. Uh, we were there the the other horse that lost to another um yep. uh Lucas horse when we were there. But anyways, um yes, this was a horse that I had used that day. I singled everywhere and I was just, you know, it was just one of those maybe didn't like the slop all that much, but still ran well and then he went straight to his stakes, ran second to noted, who obviously is a nice horse. Um, but yeah, that last time it looked like the light bulb went off. Good magic. You think distance is going to be his friend, um, you know, out of a big brown mare on top of that. So it's like, yeah, this is a horse that's bred to go long. He ran a mile 16th last time out. Only looked like he was getting better. So I agree that he is the one to beat. No doubt about it. I, I just, I'm a little, I'm, con- I'm concerned slightly with the, you know, speed situation. It feels like there could be some, a decent amount of speed signed in the signed on in the race. And, you know, kind of, it's always kind of tricky when you get these two year olds going a mile and eighth and, you know, what for the first time and, you know, or some of them for the first time and, you know, how far will he want to go? And if maybe he gets a little tired late. And so I kind of like the horse that's going to be sitting right off of him uh, on his outside there, the four moonlight for Todd Pletcher. I, I, this is a horse that, you know, lost last time out, but you know, again, another horse that I don't know that really liked that slop that day. Um, but you know, those the two races prior, the only concern I have for him is that you know, like they kicked him off on the on the on the turf at Saratoga, but ran second to Carson's Run, a nice horse, uh, and then when uh, one by eight uh, coming off that race at Aqueduct, um, and, and then obviously ran in the street since Grade Three at Churchill Downs on the slop, going to mile sixteenth. Ran well, just got second. Liberal Arts ran really well that day. So, to me, this is a horse that's going to sit a nice trip off of the three. 
um, any other speed that signs on. I like Moonlight a little bit here at uh, 92. I use that one as well, and I think that's a very logical play without any doubt. Uh, the street sense wasn't too bad. Uh, I, I kind of think gets a better setup, like you said today or today on Saturday, I should say, uh, in this race. So, yeah, I mean, Moonlight's pretty nice for us, and um, I, I think that's a, a good play as well. I want to talk about one more just to the outside of Moonlight. Okay. I think drum roll, please. The five horse, that one's kind of interesting. I think a 10 to one makes a little bit of sense. You kind of mentioned it, um, uh, you know, with, with, with moonlight, I think drum roll, please is another one could get a similar type of trip. Um, I, you look at this, you know, he came out of the door knock race on debut ran. Okay. Came back next time out, got drilled by locked, but we know what locked turned out to be. And then broke the maiden last time out when it got over to here to this track. So I think it's interesting. I think, I think drum roll, please. The five horse at 10 to one makes a lot of sense in this spot too. Yeah. And Curtis, you're, you're right. I mean, I think it's, this is always a kind of an ongoing thing. We, we talk about every year. It feels like um, with Pletcher and like kind of where he's sending what and what, you know, what they are. I still think it's early enough um, to where like this doesn't necessarily, you know, dictate that. But like if the horse is running in, February and March at Aqueduct versus Florida. That's when I'm, I, I tend to lean more towards that thinking, but here I just don't know that we know enough about these horses quite yet to where I would be overthinking that. If that makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, as of, as of right now, now anything after the rims and going forward, that's yeah. when I think that that really starts to apply. But, you know, you look, Mo Donegal won this race two years ago. Obviously, a, a pretty good horse for Pletcher. Overanalyze was a decent horse for Pletcher. He won this race. Um, and I, I think it, more than anything else, it sometimes it's who needs to go a mile and an eighth right now. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. It, with the Rimson and the Demoiselle, the distance does kind of play a factor a little bit. So... I wouldn't be overly concerned with that. I, I think, like I said, more than anything, it's who needs the distance now. And then once this rims in it, once this day really is over, we're shipping, we're shipping South to Florida. Yep. <laughs> you know, we're going, we're going to Florida after this. And it could, and it could definitely be, you know, obviously he, you know, this is a horse that's ran three, well, in, in Moonlight's case, has ran three different tracks and, in in three starts. And, uh, you know, obviously you've thought enough of him to ship him to Churchill from Belmont or from Belmont the Aqueduct, uh, and then back here, obviously. And I think this could make a lot of sense of like, okay, where are we going? Are we staying here? Are we going to Florida with this kind? Of, and that's you know, we we deal to you hear you'll hear that a lot here in the coming months um, when we're like, okay, this horse is you know, Pletcher's got this horse is really good, but who do you bring to Florida? That's the ones you're, you're more interested in. So yeah. um, I completely agree. That's a good uh, good logic to, to keep in mind, Curtis, as we kind of move forward um uh the trail uh any other i mean because like like i think when you look at this field it's there's very clearly like domestic product that's a horse that um chad brown's got a couple in here but that you know wasn't good on debut came back looked awesome you know kind of figuring out what is he practical joke i don't know that he's gonna want to go super far but he's mm -hmm. uh you know one that's obviously a name um we talked about the three and the four and the five uh, you know, Sierra Leone, another Chad Brown. This is an interesting one coming in off of uh, one start. Looked good. Obviously gets much, uh, much bigger class test here. But, you know, Gunrunner, Malibu Moon, Malibu Moon Mare. 
certainly should get better. Um, but the, you know, the, so that to me is one of the big ones in the race that could be anything. Yeah. I think, uh, um, Samich was telling me that Sierra Leone is kind of like everybody's going nuts about that one on Twitter. Um, so I, you know, obviously I wouldn't know about that. I, I think with, with her, uh, with him, it's going to be more of a, we we're going to have to improve off that race, but you kind of see Chad Brown horses take that jump a little bit. He is kind of a build up to the big race type of type of trainer. So I could see this horse running better uh, here than, than last time out, but I wasn't over like crazy excited to go bet the source. Um, it was the last horse on my ticket. So I think the seven, you know, kind of, um, we'll just see if the horse can kind of improve, but obviously a lot of hype, the two is pretty interesting. You mentioned that one. You mentioned yeah. the horse's by practical joke, but did break the maiden at a mile and an eighth. And so no, it's kind of interesting, right? I, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this one. It was out of a painter mare and painter obviously had no trouble going long. Really should have won the Belmont if Mike Smith takes away the rail. Uh, not that I'm uh, you know, <laughs> not that you're still thinking, not that I'm that. over that or anything, but uh, anyway, um, so maybe you're going to get that, that, that stamina on the, on the damn side there. Horse really woke up going a mile and an eighth. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if the two runs pretty big as well. Um, okay. So you're on uh, the three Dornick. I got the, uh, the four moonlight here as our picks, but before we uh, move on, I'll, let's say this, it's hard. It's impossible at this point, but I'll go to the, the over under is two and a half of, of these, of this field that will be running in. I won't say the wood, although that is the local prep, but any of those kind of main preps, you know, those last preps as we head into the Kentucky Derby, two and a half over under of this field will be in one of those races. I would say over maybe three. Okay. I mean, that, that, that's enough to think you have at least high hopes for what's in this race, which is good. Yep. Yeah. I like said, I, I, I don't think it's too bad. And I think, I think you got enough good trainers in here that'll, that'll get those horses to the races like that. Let's look here while we're on air. Um, kind of the past year's winners. Um, it's been rough. Last year was rough. WHNL last year. Mo Donegal, obviously a yeah. good one. Um, Brooklyn Strong, Shotsky, Maximus Mischief, Catholic Boy. It was <laughs> kind of he was a good horse, but you know, kind of a weird one there at, at that time. Motown, Mo Heyman. Leave the light on, honor code, overanalyze, uh, O'Prado again, ought to honor and serve. I mean, old-fashioned, hey, our boy yep. old-fashioned won this one. Um, so, yeah, the list goes on and on, but not the strongest of – and, in fact, you you can help me here. I mean, Mo Donegal did uh, – I don't think Catholic Boy did right in the Derby. I don't remember. Um, no. Um, honor code did, maybe. Monaco um, did. Yep. Yeah. Overanalyzed did. Yep. So three or four out of like the last 15 years have even ran winners have even ran in the Derby. Out of Am I crazy or did Brooklyn strong run in that run in it? Or was it the Belmont? I can't remember. Oh, wow. Let, let me look. Gosh, I can't. I got remember. it. It's yeah, he did. You're he right. Did. Yeah. Call. Uh, ran 15th in the Kentucky Derby. So yeah. Yeah. Um, never ran, never won again, by the way, after the rims. And well, that? I mean, that's, that's again, you, it's a mixed bag. Sometimes you get really good winners of it. And sometimes you don't like, even like a Catholic boy, he won the yeah. Travers. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, he didn't make a derby impact, really, but he was a good horse, at least, that came out of it, you know? Let's um, look at just out of, out of recent, well, recency. Let's not, okay, let's not do the recent one because that one was rough. Let's look at the Mo Donegal year. Let's see what was else was in. Zandon. So, look, Zandon yep. was in there. Uh, okay, that's the only one. Midnight Chrome was not. That's the only one in that race. So, that top two was strong that year. Um, I remember that race, too. That was a good one. That was a good race. Um, yep. yep. Trying to think of a good year that we had. Um, did Mo Heyman beat someone decent? No, flexibility was not. Gift box. Yeah, they were pretty good. I think, <laughs> that race Catholic Boy was in wasn't too bad, was it? I can't. I cannot remember. Oh yeah, Avery Island. He never turned out to be. Yeah, th- that that horse going or that race was good until they ran it, and then it's like, oh no, they're not very good. Yeah. Yeah, remember Max's mischief got a lot of hype after Network Effect was in that tax. <laughs> yeah, tax one Bourbon yep. War. Yep. Um, so some decent ones in there at least at the time, but yeah, yeah. So it, uh, you know, I think two and a half is is a bold. Is honestly, when you look at the history of this race, two and a half over two and a half is a is an aggressive move. So yeah, um, when you just look at the baseline of what we've seen of this race. You know, anybody listening, and myself included, would say, "Oh, I think Halterman kind of likes this field because it's that is a bull, a little bit bold." When you look at some of the horses and some of the fields we've seen, you know what? When you ask these questions, I should always go under because the one factor is will they be healthy, and usually the answer is no. So I should go under that. Actually, <laughs> that's true. Well, too bad. I, I've already locked you in for okay. over two and a half. <laughs> Uh, of the Remsen this weekend. Make sure you stay tuned. Race nine on at Aqueduct this Saturday. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's a mixed bag for sure. <laughs> Shaky. Uh, but I do think I mean, like I said, there's a there's a handful of horses at the very least you're gonna hear about over the next you know, let's just say this, like in the next couple couple weeks when we do our draft, like there's gonna be Two or three out of that race, I would say quite easily. Yep. That would probably end up in the top 55. I agree. So, I agree. I mean, uh, obviously, the winner would is going to be. And then you, because that's the other thing, too, in our league is that, you, know, you start getting, you know, acquired points or, you know, fierceness obviously has already got 30 points, uh, you know, mm-hmm. with his win. But then you've got Locked, who's got 19, Timberlake 16, you know, Liberal Arts, he is 13, Western, you know, so the list goes on where you start to kind of say, okay, well, if I draft this horse, I don't necessarily love the horse, but he already has 19 points, you know, yep. he really just needs to run one good race between now and the Derby, you know, and, and you get the Derby points. So yep, kind of have that factor to go on as well when you start you know, thinking about the, the draft. Um, but all right, time for rapid fire. Let's stick at aqueduct um here on the undercard of i guess the main race of the day is the cigar mile which we'll talk about in a second but the undercard of the cigar mile race seven the demoiselle stakes it's a great two 250k going a mile and eighth as well for phillies two-year-olds syringe in for the phillies um and it is a kentucky yokes uh, prep race 10 5 3 2 1 for your top five finishers field of nine lines up for this one and uh i don't know about you but i, I kind of feel like this is uh the one that i'm most strongest on when it comes to like a, a two-year-old of these two races the three life talk for todd pletcher at eight to five what do you think yeah uh life talk for me uh who i put on top i just think this is the class of the field so uh i i went ahead and and, and took her on top here kind of a boring pick i do think a mile and eighth is going to be really good for life talk and 
Look, I mean, she's been halfway competitive with just FYI. I think yeah. just FYI is like one to five, two to five in this group here. So I'm going to give Live Talk the, the top uh, billing here. I think she'll run pretty well. Yeah, to me, it was more of like, well, it's two things. One, I do think she's pretty good, and I like the distance for her. But two, it's, I I mean, like you said, she's competitive with <laughs> just FOI, um, the winner, by the way, of the Breeders' Cup. And what we, I mean, just FOI could run backwards and beat this group. It's not the strongest of, of fields. And so yeah. I just think from those two factors, uh, yeah, life talk for me and you know like you said it's not like like she's not been bad the frisette she ran third to just foi central avenue um didn't come ran you know that was a horse i picked last week ended up running um okay ran third um but you know this horse was very good uh kind of when the horse broke his uh or broke her maiden and so i just think you know i wouldn't take a super low price on live talk but i I do think she is a logical horse um, and when you look at the sequence, I don't know what you and uh, Samich did on the sequence here, but I think she is one for consideration um, to single. Uh, we didn't end up singling. I think we we used, uh, I don't know who he used, honestly. I used the seven as well. I thought shimmer, Shimmering Allure is kind of like the poor girl's version of Life Talk, you know, kind of has that class a little bit running against Candied. Uh, so yeah, and I, I use the nine as well. I, I'm a little bit scared of Cox and Sias, but um, there was a there's a horse in the sixth race that were that we both singled actually. So, all right, uh, in which race? The sixth. It wasn't one of the stakes. It was the it's an allowance race. Let's see. Let's back it up here. Uh, the overstep. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, yeah. Right, there you go. There's a free one. Uh, race six over. All right, let's go to race eight. Uh, the Gopher Juan Stakes Grade Three. We're Tuner Kate going a mile for Phillies and mares, three-year-olds and up. Uh, field of seven lines up here. Halterman five to two on Good Sam for Chad Brown. Chad's got two in here. Gerrymander is. I'm sorry, two to one on Gerrymander to Good Sam is five to two. Um, so you kind of get your pick there between the Chad Browns in terms of favoritism. Tizzy in the sky seven to two four to one on Doctor B. Uh, really past those, it would get a little weird. Um, but I had a hard time kind of separating a few of these in here as far as who I wanted to play on top. Yeah, I, I went with number five, uh, Tizzy in the Sky on top. And I, I'm with you. I thought I looked at five, six, seven and thought, boy, they're pretty similar. This is a pretty good little little uh, competitive group here. Tizzy in the Sky, I think, gets a little bit of uh, pace advantage. I think that horse can get out to the lead and be kind of tough to catch. I like the horse, how she's progressing too. Seems to be just really improved the last two or three efforts. So I went number five, Tizzy in the sky. Tizzy. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. I went with the uh, the outside horse, Good Sam, the, the I guess, the, the other Chad Brown in this case. I just The biggest thing for me was w- with her was when he looked at this race, you talked about speed. There is plenty of it to go around. Um, and then some, it feels like in this race, lots of horses are going to want to go. And I just think the seven, even though this horse has been on the lead, but you look at the races, uh, especially recently, this is a horse that's kind of is on the lead, but right sits kind of sits off and drawing outside here, drawing outside of all the speed. I think she's going to be able to kind of dictate. And I read, you know, staying aboard is a huge thing as well, but Ira is going to be able to kind of let, you know, we know what Jose is going to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and so like kind of work together a little bit, like, okay, you go, I'm going to sit off you 
and then when the time comes hopefully this horse is good enough to, to pass him so give me the seven um good good sam the outside speed or outside kind of off the off the sitting off the speed a little bit uh to win here so give me the seven good sam all right let's go to the next one up which is uh we did the rims and so let's go to race 10 the cigar mile handicap grade two worth uh, half a million dollars going one mile handicap for three-year-olds and up field of 12 halterman lines up and you know i get it like i mean he, respect to senior buscador but when you have him as your seven to two, well, one, he's seven to two, because it's a, kind of a weak favorite. But when you have yeah. Senor Buscador as your favorite, you know it's not the strongest of cigar miles. I really went into this thinking I'll pick anybody but him. But honestly, dude, I think it's his race to lose because I don't know. Maybe you see it differently, but I just see so much speed. And, mm -hmm. and I just feel like he can close better than, than the rest of the horses. And if it does kind of fall apart, I think senior Buscador is going to pick it up late. I, I picked him here. I went number three, senior Buscador on top. I, I really didn't think I would. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm a huge fan of his, but I'm not really a huge better of his, if that makes sense. But um, I just think they're going to come back to him. And I, he's no doubt in my mind, he's the best closer in the race. So I'm going Senor Buscador on top. Yeah, you know, listen, I, I, I just, there's got to be, a, there's a way to say this, and I'll probably butcher it, but it's like there's no reason to say or think that why Senior Buscador should lose because he is. I mean, this is a horse who just ran in the Breeders' Cup Classic. I mean, just that alone, I need mean, to finish seventh. But he just wasn't great. I don't think the distance for him as well. Obviously, they're cutting him back, um, but his ran early i mean you look at it he ran in the awesome again he ran in the pacific classic he ran in the san diego he ran in the gold cup he ran in the oakland handicap i mean that's that's a list of all lists when it comes to these older horses right he's he's pretty much bad you know went up there to the plate every time but he hasn't he hasn't won since the san diego and i get that was a nice performance i just don't know i i and by the way sets up perfectly I can't play him at a price that I think he's going to be, you know, yeah. he's going to be the lowest price he's been in, you know, a long time. More than fair. More than um, fair. And I, by no means, like, would I be surprised? Not even the slightest. He should win. Let's put it that way. But I'm going to try to beat him uh, with the two ever so mischief, mischievous on the idea that I don't think, don't think he's going to be on the lead. I hope he's not on the lead. I really, really like this horse. I think it's a nice horse. Four wins and six starts. Likes Aqueduct. Likes the distance. He's going to he draw has that inside draw, so he, he's going to have enough speed to get in a nice position. But he's not going to have to use his speed, to, you know, to go and just dictate things on the top for, on the top end. So I like him to kind of get the the catbird seat. Hopefully, tip out in the lane and and and, and run him down late. So or run him down, you know. And hopefully hold off your three senior Buscador. Um, so give me the two ever so mischievous, mischievous uh, um, on top. I wanted to ask you before we moved on. I know we're just giving top picks here, but dude, I this this four <laughs> Cassius Cassat whatever I don't know how uh -huh. you say it has got me all kinds of like all kinds of confused. Like I I, I think he's he's extremely interesting. At a massive price at twenty to one, 
Well, you're the second guy that's told me that today on a, on a, on air. So that's got to be a Samich horse if I've ever heard one. So Samich loves him uh, now. Well, I shouldn't say he loves him, but he's using him, and he he. I don't blame him. Yeah. He kind of said the same thing. He's like, I, I think this is a weird race. His kind of theory is he thinks this horse could. He thinks there's a lot of speed. He agrees with with, with kind of my take. But he said if there's one horse that might scoot away from him, it's the four. Um, his kind of theory is they'll take the two back a little bit. Obviously, the three is going to go back. He thinks the four could get the rail in the lead and maybe take him gate to wire. I, I'm i afraid he's, he's going to face. The race. What's that? I'm just confused to why he's even in the race on top. That was his point too. It's like they he's got two entries in here already. Why did it why did he throw this one in here type yeah. of thing? So yeah. And it's it this is a horse just to kind of like this is a horse that two back, okay? Two back he lost or I'm sorry, he beat a main special weight and Tappa Trice was in that main special weight. That's how long of a layoff we've seen had. He he didn't run from November all the way to October of this year. They had that kind of layoff. And he got second to Signador, who's who came back to win, by the way, but a nice horse in itself. Didn't, like, like he fought it, right? You're going a mile, and he, he, he was tough, especially off that kind of layoff. And so he certainly should get better in this next start. I don't know. If he does run him, if he is in the race and they don't scratch, it's interesting. Like as a as just a pure like, I wouldn't hate you. Well, I'm not gonna hate you at all. But I wouldn't hate if you like, hey, you know what? Like I like Senior Briscador. I like Everson Mischievous. I'm gonna throw in the four too, just in case this gets weird. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean Samich made a lot of good points. You're making a lot of good points on it. Uh, not really a horse I'm interested in for this spot. I think it's pretty tough for him. But at the same it time. Is, yeah. I can't sit here and say, oh, I'm shocked that he won if he did, you know, because he I've watched his replays today and he certainly even that race he lost, like you kind of said, he didn't give it up. I mean, he he fought it. He tried his best. He just was a little bit short. So he should run better in this spot. I, I don't know if it's going to be good enough uh, to win or not, but there's worse 20 to one shots you can play. Yeah. And Curtis kind of said it, too. I, I'm kind of yeah. wondering the same thing as the horse that debuted on the slop. Ran on the fast. That's when he, you know, broke his maiden and then ran in slop last time out. So it's this is a horse that, you know, just based off of what we've seen, looks like he might enjoy not slop, right? I mean, he, mm-hmm. he didn't love it. That's very clear. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's a very interesting one at the at the very least. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he could make things interesting. We'll just put it that way. Um, but yeah, my top pick in the race is going to be the two ever so mischievous. You've got the uh, three, your boy, Senior Buscador. Now, no matter what, like I love wa- watching him because he he's always fun to watch. Oh, Even yeah. on those races that I never bet him or whatever, it's just like because he comes flying and you just don't know if he's going to get there or not. But he 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 gives you an effort pretty much every time. Yep. Yep, he'll 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 run well. It's just will will they come back to him enough? Yeah. That's yeah. going to be the question. And it's like, is you know, are they all? You know, we do agree. I think that it's like this is a better field or a weaker field than he's faced, obviously. But will there be one? You know, will there be one that gets brave on the front end or holds? You know what I mean? Like, is there one that he just can't? Like make runs a huge race and he's going to have to match that up. You know, I used your two because I think that's the one. Right, yeah. that probably won't back up in the ten. The two and the ten are, are the ones I I would be worried about. 
if I was Senior Buscador's connections. All right, let's go. Uh, last one here. Let's go to Del Mar for, uh, on Saturday for race seven, the Hollywood Derby, grade one, Stallone, grade one of the weekend. Um, we're 300K going a mile and eighth on the turf for three-year-olds. And uh, field of nine lines up here. And, uh, you know, wouldn't be a grade one out uh, Del Mar this time of the year if you didn't have Chad Brown bring in a turf horse or two out there. And, of course, he does with two of them here. With the eight, program trading, your nine to five favorite. You've got redistrict- redistricting at five to one, the two Chad Browns there. But you're going to have to face a couple decent ones. Web Slinger, uh, that horse is kind of, man, that horse is kind of ran and feels like every race this you know, every turf race for three year olds this year at three to one. Silver Knot, our boy Silver Knot, still, still kicking, man. And then the horse that beat him last time out on the uh, undercard of the Breeders' Cup, that SEAL team. That's uh, five to one on the outside. I thought this was an interesting race, but uh, I'm interested to know what you think. I love this race. I think this is a really good one. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I I handicapped this this morning without the morning line odds, so good to see the odds now. I was really uh, interested what uh, John would make the seven because I I really think that's an interesting horse, and I think that's about the right price. I'm all about the two Chad Browns. I put number eight program trading on top. I I think this horse. We'll be able to get it done. You've seen Chad Brown send horses uh, to Del Mar for these races in the past few years and do pretty well. Flavian Pratt, uh, Pratt gets them out. Obviously a good thing. So I like the eight, but boy, you better watch out for the seven. If you don't remember the seven, broke the maiden really impressively. So impressive that they put it in just its in just his second ever race in the Belmont Derby. That's a really tough spot to run your second ever race. And he kind of ran like a horse that was making his second start, <laughs> you know, not great. He came back after he had a long layoff. He came back and he looked really sharp last time out. So eight, seven for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I very, very vividly remember him because of like, I remember like we were and he was five to one, you know, like well, he got bet that day too. Um, and because I think all of us were like, and in the betting public, it was just we we're just like well, that's so. It's kind of like we were talking about earlier with if he runs that horse in that in the race prior, um, in in the cigar where you're like, oh man, like why would he run this horse in the Belmont Derby, you know? And right. he did, and it's like, oh wow. Um, so there's this proof that it doesn't always work out as well. But I w- I'm with you that I thought it was nice to see him come back, run really well, looked good um, in that start, and so I'm with you. I think. The seven and eight. I mean, depend, I'm going to kind of see how the odds go because, like, if the eight gets pounded, it's going to make me like the seven even more. I am picking the eight on top program trading. Uh, just, you know, this is a horse that's, you know, rattled off three. He beat Webslinger in the Saratoga Derby. Uh, in the Virginia Derby, looked like a winner, got beat by Integration, who came back uh, to win out of that race as well. Looks really good that day. Beat another horse that came back to win. I think that was a nice. Uh, a productive race in the Virginia Derby. So I, you know, this is just a horse that, you know, I'd be, I'll be honest, man. Like if, if Chad Brown doesn't win this race, I'll be somewhat shocked. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess web slinger is the one, right. But it just, it's man, I've, I've, I can't, I can't continue to pick him and get beat by him. You know, I just can't. Yep. I'm with you. I, I I I don't know that I would be shocked, but it, it would be a it would be like a man. I thought he'd have that one, you know, type of thing. So and and, and poor Silvernot. I mean, this guy just <laughs> like just he's like take me home. Yeah, take me back home, and he's still running. And yeah, just I, just a weird one, you know, a horse that 
you know, is re like really good two-year-old. And then he just hasn't come back um, as, a, as a good three-year-old. I mean, he, he did run better last out in the Twilight Derby, but I mean, he beat, got beat by SEAL team. I mean, he ran, I don't know. He's not this caliber force anymore. He just isn't. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he, last time out, I thought, oh my gosh, he's going to do it. And just, just couldn't quite get there. All right. Give me, uh, who'd you say? Which one? Are you going with the eight on top? Yeah, I'm going to go with the eight. Yeah. Eight, seven. All right. Give me the eight as well. Uh, I'll go with you. Eight, seven, straight exacta, program trading over redistricting. Still, <laughs> team does have me interested. I don't, the numbers didn't come back awesome in that race, but. He also looked pretty good and has had a night. I mean, he's rattled off some wins, right? And so it just kind of feels like he could be one of those that he goes out, beats. I just couldn't get like get there with like, can he beat both Chad Browns? But I don't know. I would. I don't. I would need a little bit more than five to one. Yep, I agree. I agree. I, he ran really well, but I, I think Chad's going to win it with one of these two. So. Figuring out which one's going to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always a problem. <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racedudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Race Dudes Premium button at the mini at racedudes.com to learn more. Here we go check out the Best Bets page to see how uh, myself and Halterman and all the team at racedudes.com is playing each and every day. The, the, the plays we like the most, the ones we are actually playing uh, day in and day out. You can see our track records and how our performances are going and our ROIs, all that good stuff. Make sure you check out the best bets page at racingdudes.com. And those, you know, those of you got in on the uh, the Black Friday and the Cyber Monday deals, uh, that's uh, that's great. We got a bunch of people interested in that. So if you are a subscriber, you're getting um, all our premium picks and whatever package you ordered uh, for free, um, and including any betting bibles that we'll have coming up here. When was the, when will be our next betting bible? Probably the would, Malibu, right? Malibu, right? And then we'll go yep. to the Pegasus from there. So yep. Yep. Um, stay tuned for a Malibu, a little Christmas special as we get closer to that. Um, and those are obviously free if you are a premium subscriber. We're on racing uh, at racing underscore dudes on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I think we're on, I don't know if we still are. I guess we could ask Shoddy, our, our uh, TikToker, -er, but I think we're on TikTok as well. I see random stuff on there from i'm like oh that's funny like oh that's our, that's our account oh good job um so make sure you check out all those and follow along or uh make sure you go to the our blinkers off podcast page on the website at racedudes.com or on our youtube if you're not watching this on youtube what are you doing go to youtube and subscribe uh and make sure you like and uh and, and hit the notification bell all the good stuff so you'll get alerted when we go live uh go check out the magic mike show halterman if you want to uh, see him <laughs> again. I mean, I don't know why you do, but if you do, <laughs> make sure you go check out the Magic Mike show. They did the Aqueduct Pick Five, so pretty much what we talked about here. But if you want sandwiches and his opinions in detail, make sure you go check out the Magic Mike show. The best news of that is you don't have to see Magic. That is the best news. Yeah, Magic made an appearance in the chat, and that was enough. Just one appearance was fine from him. It's weird that no one even cared, right? You know, that he was gone. It was just like, oh, great, and there's another show. Magic, Magic, oh. guy were, Magic guy were talking one day, and it's like, they don't, people don't really care who's on as long as it's there. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, I don't, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's, you know, it's like, uh, you know, if I can't do a show or something, like someone feeling like it's great, like it's nice to like not have to worry about it, we'll do it. And then you're like, yeah. I wonder if anybody cares that I'm gone. 
The answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) The show goes on. Dude, holy shit. That Seattle scored again. Dude, it's I I've had it kind of on in the background. I've been able to pay a lot of attention to it, obviously, because we were on the show, but it's been up and down. It's been crazy. So yeah, Seattle with a one point lead at the half. Been a good game. Wow. Dude, when I because I was kind of following along a little bit, I was shocked enough that 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 Seattle had scored 14 in the first half. And then uh, Dallas kicked that field goal late. And I thought I just turned it off. I thought, well, they're not, you know, that's pretty much half. They went down and scored. Yep. Man, they sure did. DK has three catches for 108 yards and two tutties. How about that? Yeah. Every time I, I flip it over, just one team or another is just going up and down the field. So, I, you know, and again, I haven't been able to pay enough attention, but it seems like long passes have been kind of the thing that I always have been seeing when I turn it back and forth. Man, what a drive. Eight plays, mm-hmm. um, 75 yards in a minute 26. And a yeah. half. That's, that's, it's going to be a hell of a game. Thursday, Thursday night games sometimes suck ass. So this is, uh, this is going to be a good one to go sit down and watch after this. Yep, so for sure. Um, any final thoughts, Halsman, before we uh, take this one away? No, not really. It's been uh, it's been a good good show, and uh, boy, it's kind of it's kind of feels like we're getting to that you know over the hump of the lull of the Breeders' Cup, and now we're back into just the fun stuff of uh, you know Gulfstream getting ready to start. Oaklawn's next week. Turfway's back. I mean, kind of feels like winter racing, so to speak, is back, and I I love that time of year because that means we're into Derby season, so it's uh it's it's cool to see it kind of heating back up. I have some big news. Um, okay. Our, our good friend, uh, Chief, makes his return uh, from tomorrow. the North Pole tonight. Oh, tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tonight. December 1st. He shows up December 1st. So uh, we have a countdown going on. And uh, yeah, it's uh, my, well, I'm sorry. Chief's life is about to get very crazy in the next 25 days of remembering to move every night. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I could use that. I mean, chief could use ideas. He always loves to get ideas. So I I've got pretty long list of all the fun places he's, he's, he's done, but it's like, man, the good thing is we have a new house this year. Yeah. And so new fun places to, to appear, but, uh, it's a, it's, it's a chore. Let's put it that way to remember. I think you wake up. I I saw this uh, video the other day. I've totally thought about it. My mind was like, uh, because I've wondered if I was going to do it. Um, like the kids are like getting the Christmas stuff out and, and like, it's like a ring camera or something. And so, you know, no one's filming, but they're it's caught it. And it's like the, their kid, like the mom and dad are sitting on the couch and the kids are like getting the stuff out of the boxes and stuff to decorate the Christmas tree. And, and uh, <laughs> this kid goes, Oh my gosh. And I, whatever the well, elf's name is, he's like, he's back. And they're like, she's like, no he's not and the mom is like no he's not and he's like no he's he's in he's in the box he's in the box and she's like no he's not and she looks and she just looks over at the dad she's like santa and i are gonna have something to talk about tonight <laughs> and it's like i totally understand that because you're like you you, you start to these they go through this stuff and you're like which one which one you know and then you gotta remember where yeah he hid that last year so it's a it's constant uh it's constant like you got to keep a track of like okay where is everything where is he at where is he going next <laughs> you know it's a, it's a whole process and just think it's at least you don't have uh you know i don't have uh 
you know, your a cat here, your cat here, that 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 he would not survive. So well, no, the cat, the cat would move him for you, so you wouldn't have to do it. <laughs> That's true. So That's darn, true. Like, I, was, I was telling Jared before we got out of the air, uh, Heather has like uh, Christmas gnomes spread around the house, little decorations, and Darby kills them every night. Uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> We, she she likes to take them off like the fireplace or whatever and take them downstairs. <laughs> so well, it would be a fun challenge if like because I would like you know you put them in certain spots and, like let's see if Brody can 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 go get them. You know it's like kitty attack. <laughs> well, when, when we got on the air, do you, you see the the fake grass? Jared could tell us uh, she was eating the grass uh, <laughs> earlier. So she's. She's been wild tonight. She's literally jumping off the wall. She's excited, I guess, that we're on the air. So, um, yeah, she she's, she's a, coming back tonight. She's excited. Yeah, maybe, maybe she's out already looking for Chief, looking to murder Chief, like <laughs> she does all the gnomes. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, she's uh, she's a mess, but she's she's uh, she's the ruler of the house. So, what are you gonna do? We were looking at uh, pictures today. Cooper was and not Cooper and I, and he was looking at old. He's pumped. Like he, they're like they're legitimately very excited about chief's return yeah. and so we're looking at pictures of like previous years of chief and he's like i had there was one where like it was like a rope tied from the bunk bed down and like spider-man was holding one end and and chief was like going down and like his I mean, it's a whole deal and cooper's like dad did uh did you do this or does did this chief and like spider-man did they all move and it's like you start to think like is this like a toy story thing we're doing here you know like are we supposed to believe that like all these things come alive at night which is like kind of creepy right you know i wouldn't sleep yeah exactly so i was like oh no no uh they you know they do it they move and so you're like oh shit so yeah (laughs) anyways all right guys uh Good luck to everybody that's uh Darby no killer. <laughs> I, dude, if you can catch any like we should you should put a like one like behind you sort of where it's in view side during the show and we should see if Darby will ever get it. She literally has been running back and forth from this room since we've been on the air, but I don't I don't see her right now. She may have went downstairs to see her mom so i don't know where she's at <laughs> but i will do that i definitely will do that because she will attack it i guarantee you that would be we could have bets going on during the show like how what time what time stamp will darby get the, get the <laughs> over under 15 minutes here we go oh uh, dude okay do it next show let's do it uh, all, right, all right guys i'm good. jared welch he's aaron halterman thanks for everybody for tuning in all your comments uh, we'll be back next week for the Fantasy League Drawing Order. Can't wait for that. All right, guys, good luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to another episode of Blinkers Off. Join our horse racing community at racingdudes.com and follow us on Twitter at racing underscore dudes. Want to make money betting horses? Bet with the racing dudes.